Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I am your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, my favorite people. Um, I'm sorry that the podcast is getting out a little late today. Um, I originally had a podcast that I was going to record. Well, actually, I did record it. And for some reason, it didn't sit well with me to post it. So as I was spending time with God today, um, I felt the need to talk about this specific topic. But I want to give a quick disclaimer Um, I'm about to talk about a topic that is very complex and very complex to many people. I'm going to hit on something that is challenging for some, but is very possible and very, um, with God, we're able to experience and overcome. And that's the topic of forgiveness. But as a quick disclaimer, this episode is not to replace any treatment. It's not to um, aid in people that are far off and need more assistance. If you are someone that is also even experiencing suicidal thoughts as it relates to some of the things that I'm going to talk about, please reach out to someone and talk to someone. I will link below some services as it relates to the suicide hotline, some websites and other things that you can use, but also I will link below some ways that you can find a therapist, some previous episodes where I actually talk about how to find a therapist, We are all spiritual beings, yes, but God gives us practical resources and aid in our healing. So today I'm going to actually talk about a topic, as I said before, which is very complex, and that is forgiveness. Um, The reason I wanted to talk about this topic in particular is because I believe it is one of the foundational tools or foundational things of our Christian walk. And it is one of the, I would say, one of the most challenging things as you are working in your healing process. Um, this was by far one of the biggest things that I had to overcome, not only for others, but for myself. And as I have learned forgiveness for my life, because it's different for everyone, for my life, it has become a lot easier to understand forgiveness, to understand space and time, to understand um, forgiveness doesn't mean that I always need closure. Forgiveness doesn't mean that I sometimes will get closure later. Um, so forgiveness doesn't mean that I forget or that I condone, but it has made me understand the heart of God even more. And it has made me really get to the bottom of 
what I have felt like I have struggled with in my walk with God, but also even my walk as a Christian in general. And so I want to kind of provide a overview of some of the things that I have learned, as I've said, but I also want to tell y'all my forgiveness story. There will be a part two to this. Um, I don't know when I will post it, but I want to delve into some materials for myself as I am a little bit more disconnected from my forgiveness story because I've been so long ago. But I I want to kind of delve more into some resources that I can provide to you all that will help you in your forgiveness walk um, and learning how to forgive those around you or whatever circumstance that um, you have gone through. Again, this episode is not to replace treatment, um, but just to provide a little bit over of, of an overview of how unforgiveness can impact us. And so... I'm just going to name some, a couple things that I've worked through as it relates to forgiveness, um, my forgiveness with family, um, and specifically friendships. And also what I have learned about expectations, disappointments, and resentment. Um, I have a couple points that I will go through as I will be describing with unforgiveness or when we're struggling with forgiveness, um, some simple ways that you can learn to start start your process but also how when we have gone through things and we are not I won't say not dealing with forgiveness but we are struggling to kind of learn how to deal uh, what happens to our ourselves Um, this is a very very intro my personal thought these are my personal feelings my personal thoughts Um, I'm not an expert in forgiveness but I know what I have done so so for my forgiveness story um, I remember when I was in counseling I had a lot of y'all heard me talk about this before some self-blame and shame Um, I was someone that was very much so always blamed everything that I did wrong on myself. I didn't and wasn't someone that projected my feelings. I was an internal processor. Um, my mom actually told me yesterday we were having this conversation and I had kind of had the talk with her of like, okay, so when I was going through therapy, what things did you see change? Like, I'm always interested in other people's perspective who know me. And who have known my walk and know what has changed for me. Because I always say my walk with God has really shifted. And I feel like my relationship with him has really grown in the last couple years as I've gone through therapy and worked through all of my stuff. And so she said what she said in particular was that she noticed that I before going to therapy with someone that she said she thought I had like small panic attacks, which I don't remember if I did, if I didn't, but she said I would isolate a lot. And so I was someone that when I would get angry, I wasn't very much so a person that would project my feelings. So someone who might get angry might go off on somebody or say something real crazy real quick or be real quick to just say something or be ready to fight somebody. That wasn't me. I was the one that internalized everything. I was very analytical. I overthought 
every single thing. I had a hard time making decisions. I really wasn't clear on a lot of things. And I just had a lot of anxiety towards myself because I was super, I felt like I had to be perfect, to be quite honest. And I think when we're talking about forgiveness, um, what I have learned, especially for myself, was that I was so hard on myself if I wasn't forgiving towards others Or I would always think that because I wasn't forgiving or wasn't, quote unquote, walking in forgiveness, that God, of course, wasn't going to bless me or all these things. And so what I struggled with was the aspect of when I felt disappointed or I felt like somebody did me wrong or I felt like I did something wrong or I felt like just overwhelmed in general. There was a lot of self-blame, just a ton. And so for me, as I was going through therapy, I realized that there were a lot of um, breakdowns for me relationally as I grew up. Um, And there were a lot of things that I just didn't get as it related to understanding this perspective or just overall understanding my identity. I think that I didn't get a good foundation of that as I was growing up. And so there wasn't a lot of confidence. Um, I was very much so a person that looked at myself as just like existing, if that makes sense, just not feeling like I had purpose. Um, And so as a teenager, when you're kind of going through that and you're in your you know, learning space, I did have a feeling of God because when I was a teenager, I did start going to church. And so there was an aspect of this goodness that I felt in the presence of God. So I had a a view of God, but my actual feelings of identity, uh, when things were happening as a teenager, I didn't know really what to do. So it's kind of just like you one of those things you just in your head and you kind of doing it. And so when I went to counseling, I, uh, there were a lot of things I did not want to talk about. I didn't want to talk about the way that I grew up. I didn't want to talk about my mom and dad's relationship. I didn't want to talk about the things that would spark some form of hurt and pain because it was just challenging for me. And I really had a hard time addressing my relationship with my father because it was super complex and I felt much of my time as a young adult was based in, I need to be the one to establish a relationship. I need to be the one to forgive. I need to be the one to do this. I need to be the one to do that. And so over time, when I didn't feel like I wanted to do that, that I was a bad person or I was an unforgiving person or I wasn't operating in God's will. And so it became this, again, self-blame I'm not doing the right thing, so on and so forth. So as I was processing this in therapy, what I realized was that there were a lot of expectations that were placed on me as a kid, but also there were a lot of expectations that I felt like I had to do just because I didn't know how to navigate through, you know, a broken relationship with a parent or just outright disappointments and things that I thought a parent should do that they didn't do. And so I always thought, well, was it my fault that I love them, but I really don't want to be in relationship with them like that. So all of these feelings, sis, okay, all of these thoughts, all of these things in turn made me resentful. 
Um, and so I'm going to define expectation, the point, disappointment and resentment towards you. And then I'm going to kind of go through some behaviors as it relates to unforgiveness um, and what what I did to learn how to forgive. So expectations defined is the belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And so this is very natural for us as human beings to have expectations, whether we have expectations of God, our parents, a relationship, our friends, so on and so forth. We build expectations based off what we desire. That's a belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. That's what that means. And so I built an expectation of what I thought a parent should be based off of what I thought. Um, I knew and I was very self-aware that there were certain things that a parent should or shouldn't do, but I didn't realize until I was an adult that I had built so much expectation that when let's say my dad just didn't fulfill that, I was extremely disappointed and I did not have the language. And let me say this very clear. It really wasn't until I was in therapy that I understood that that was disappointment. I didn't know why I, and disappointment is defined as sadness or displeasure. I didn't know that my view of my, you know, parent was, displeasure or sadness I didn't know that that within itself was disappointment I thought it was just anger and irritation and I thought in general I was doing something wrong but what I found out was that I for so many years was just disappointed by the way things occurred in my mom and my parent my mom and my dad's relationship even some things my mom did I was very disappointed with that aspect And so because I had so much disappointment and sadness, it built up this resentment and overall just outright bitterness towards anything as related to um, a male figure, just to be quite honest. Um, And so that resentment over time made me feel just angry, angry that why do I always have to be the one to fix everything? Why do I always have to be the one to say, I'm sorry? Why do I always be the one to call? Why do I always have to be the one to do this, 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 that? And I'll be quite honest with y'all. I don't currently have, um, a relationship with my dad. Um, it's not out of bitterness or any resentment. It's just honestly out of, there's just never been a relationship. Um, definitely always put that at the father's feet of restoration. Um, and that one day maybe we will have a relationship, but truly it's not in any bitterness or resentment. I love my dad. I understand, but that is just something that I'm understanding that I had to let go and give to my father fully wholeheartedly. And when I say let go, I'm talking about it is not a forethought that I have any anger or anything. But beforehand, yes, I did. So there's an aspect of some things that I think I want to talk about. And so the first thing is I want to say is that forgiveness is complex and overwhelming. It is a true challenging things this okay it's very much so a process and I think that the easy thing for us to say is that well God forgives so quickly how come we can and I think that that just takes the 
point of process out of the picture. I do think that there are times where, yeah, you can forgive very quickly and let things go. But then there are some times where you have to understand why you had these feelings. You had to understand, well, why did I feel like I couldn't forgive? I think sometimes we can't just say, oh, I forgive you. And I'll even say, even in relationships, like with friends that I've had, that I've had bouts of, you know, things with learning to forgive them was a process because for a long time, even if I'm breaking off a friendship or I'm going through something with you, I have to give myself some space. Otherwise I'm going to be angry and we're going to have fights and all this kind of stuff. And so my ability to forgive you will be hard because I'm still angry. And so I think that there are times where you have to approach it when you're ready, but also be okay with the fact that it takes time. And so truly with forgiveness for me, the way that I got over it was by talking through it consistently. Um, It doesn't mean again, condoning or forgetting what occurred, but also knowing the hurt of what the hurt was because there is brokenness in the world and that, and you got to also know hurt people, hurt people. I'm hurt. When I'm hurt, I'm not the best person. When I feel some type of way, I'm not the best person. If I'm angry with my husband, I got an attitude with him. So that doesn't mean you can't overcome or shift the perspective, but you do have to understand why you did what you did or understand why you're not forgiving. And so for me, it took... There was a while back that I remember when I was in counseling that I literally just addressed my parents' relationship and what it was for me as a kid growing up seeing a very unhealthy relationship in front of my eyes for so many years. I did not know as a as a 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way to a 17-year-old how those events shaped my relational perspective I did not know that as a 10 or 11 year old watching my parents kind of deal with you know their their own issues in front of my eyes how even though they were trying to like maybe hide it or like you know convey that it was fine and it wasn't I still saw something that I didn't understand until I became older and had to start making my own decisions. And those decisions impacted were impacted by things that I saw growing up. Now, some people can probably get past and move on from things fairly quickly based off of having maybe mentors, just having a headstrong nature in general, being a person that can just overcome. But for me, that wasn't it, sis. And so it took me time to just actually talk through and also just truly give God the space to be in my heart to understand these things. I think I just kind of thought that because I wasn't better or I wasn't okay or at a level playing field that I did something wrong. It always went back to me blaming me. And so one of the things that happens when we can, when we have or deal with unforgiveness is that we can, uh, you know, heal, quote unquote, by trying to fill the void with some self-destructive behaviors. So that could be turning to alcohol, drugs, or other addictions to deal with disappointment. Now, it's okay to understand this when I say 
this is the point where I feel like God's love comes in because I say this to y'all all the time. God does not judge us for these. Let me say this. God's love reaches farther and his reach is so much farther than we think. We can't think that a person who smokes weed is God is against them. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. If Jesus could be with whoever, when he went into all these spaces, he went everywhere. And so to think that God couldn't reach the person who is literally struggling with addiction versus the person who's quote unquote not struggling with addiction would be against God saying he loves us and he loved the world. So he came to die for it. And so when I say this to say, this is just a behavior that we as people in general, sometimes, you know, we, we find if we don't know who we are, especially in God, we will do whatever we can to fill a void. We will, we will run to whatever will please us in the moment if it's not God. And so I do believe that, um, especially with overcoming like addictions and all of these things, we have to recognize God's forgiveness towards us. And that God's heart for us is so near in those spaces. And honestly, too, there may be even a reason for the addiction in that we might have had exposure to it early on. It may be habitual, meaning you just have gotten so used to doing this one thing that you just kind of use it as a void. For me, it was rebellion. Like I did anything that would allow me to disengage from anything that was positive, whether it was, you know, like I tell y'all the time when I would get mad at God, it my way of showing him that I was angry and that he needed to, you know, hear me out was to do whatever I was I wanted to do. I wasn't really somebody that like ran to weed or drugs. I'm the girl that y'all probably don't would ever want to do it because I'd be paranoid, but just, I digress. But in saying that to say, I just never drew myself to that because it wasn't, that wasn't my thing. Food was mine. Okay. That wasn't the way that I saw my mom growing up dealing with stuff was food. So I would binge or I would, overeat or I would just you know use food as a comfort now that may not be quote-unquote the best way to describe but even as an adult now that's something I have to remember that you can't deal with emotions by eating um and you know that may not be the space for everybody but also too fasting and praying was the way that I overcame that but also more than anything just recognizing God loved me regardless and recognizing that that was a behavior based off of a painful place I didn't want to deal with. So I used that pain to run to something else instead of running to God. So going into the next point, um, and so a resolve with that really is just kind of assessing what it is that you currently do and how and why did you go to that thing? Is it habitual? Is it because you had early exposure or is it really because you're using it as a way to kind of disengage from whatever pain you don't want to experience? So going into anger and bitterness, um, this is also another thing that 
you know, can happen when we are experiencing unforgiveness for people who show anger and have like um, bitterness is like this is space where it eats you up inside because you're so unhappy. And so the way that you try to resolve showing others that you're happy is like a one up against the other person by going off on them or nobody's going to ever see me down so I'm just going to go off every single time something happens um but what happens is, is you keep others at arm's length to keep yourself emotionally safe you don't but with that is you don't become emotionally safe with God you don't let him in. You become and build walls that are literally like concrete bricks in order to get through. But also too, understanding that if this was modeled early on, it can be challenging to learn how to easily not do that because that's all you've seen. So the aspect of being kind to others or being gentle or being meek almost is associated as weakness because it was so modeled and ingrained in you. And so shutting down is normal by going off on somebody. And so learning the kindness and the grace and the loving nature or saying forgive, forgiving somebody because forgiveness literally means, and I'm going to try to find it as I'm talking to you all. But as I was looking up what forgiveness meant in the Greek, it basically was saying that forgiveness meant, um, let me pull it up. It literally means um, to do something pleasant, to do fav- to do to do a favor to, to gratify, to show one's gracious, kind, benevolent, to grant forgiveness, to pardon, to give graciously, to give freely, to bestow. And so there's a kindness part of this that becomes so that is forgiveness. But when you're angry and you're bitter, it's hard for you to feel that because you've never it almost comes off as like that's weakness. And so this is the resurrection power of Jesus in the sense that even when Jesus told us to put away malice, put away all these things, he showed his kindness. Um, and so I, I, I will say this, though. I don't have a huge frame of reference for anger and bitterness because I have been I have been trying to learn how to be bolder. Um, and so. I'm going to attach below a video by Dr. Anita Phillips where she breaks down. um, She actually talked about good ground and like the matters and the conditions of the heart. But she spoke about anger and she really, really channeled in on that specific um, aspect of the heart. But also, too, another tip that you can do is find scriptures on anger. Literally Google scriptures on anger and see what the Bible says and start start meditating on that but also to understand this that anger is not bad the bible says be angry but sin not it's when we use our anger against to sin and so i think that's the perspective that we have to have but also to understand where that anger comes from and so i'm going to attach that video also i'm going to put under their scriptures on anger but I'm going to also provide you with some reflection questions that you can go to God about or even discuss in counseling where did you first begin to experience anger what were some of the factors you believe that impacted your anger is anger tied to disappointment grief 
loss of something valuable, an expectation from someone that they didn't meet? What does that mean to you? And so this is the space where you can actually start identifying where this anger and this feeling of of bitterness came from because it started somewhere somewhere down the line in your life this this seed was planted and it has birthed the harvest of something that again it goes back to god knows god loves you regardless this isn't a thing of beating over your head and saying you're not perfect but really starting to break those walls down to show you like I know some people who may quote unquote come off as angry but they are soft as a pillow when people get to know them they're soft as a pillow and so there's an emotionally safe feeling that you want to feel and we call this probably in counseling a fight or flight where you go into just fight mode all the time because emotionally you don't feel safe and so in order to make you feel safe you guard everybody with your with words or guard everybody with anger to keep them away for so long but you ultimately really genuinely want love and kindness and understanding you want someone to understand you so that's where that part comes in and then a part another the last thing as it relates to unforgiveness is this holding of accountability part where you have to kind of just say in the minds that I forgive myself. But really all of this is this disappointment has fully impacted your identity to where you self blame and you have a lot of shame. I'm going to um, attach uh, my shame series to this podcast as well re-listen, take notes. I talked a lot about worthiness where when we feel shameful, we feel like it's easier for us to blame other people for everything that's going on. It's easier for us to just tell to to point the direction of what's happened to us on everybody else. But again, too, there's sometimes where we point it back at ourselves where we say, I should have done this, I should have done that, or God is never gonna be pleased with me because I'm such a bad person. Where we would rather beat ourselves down to make it seem as if we're quote unquote okay. But in all regards to that, We feel unworthy of forgiveness and we don't feel worthy or deserving of love. And so we kind of just live our lives in this space of unworthiness where we become victim to everything, where we are then ourselves putting ourselves down so that nobody else has to. And we're not good to ourselves. Another aspect of within this self-blame and shame part is that we second guess a lot of things. And that we think that no goodness will come near us and that it's it's that any good that does come our way is not real. There's almost like nothing good will come towards me. So I'm not even going to accept that. And what happens is, is that we've experienced so much pain that we associate pain as our identity. And so then we put it in a space of this is who I am because this is all that happens to me. And so we don't, it's hard for us to even experience God again, this wall or this emotional safety. So we disengage anything that's good. And we think that because blessings come or or anything that is a blessing, almost quote unquote, isn't good enough. Okay. I know this one very well. That's why I can speak to it. And so um, I'll even give a partial thing of just, 
even when I dated people, I almost thought that they were always out to get your girl. Like I just associated any type of kindness from somebody as what do you want from me? Or you're trying to get something out of me. Um, But what happened was it was just this overall pain that I always felt that I felt like I could never find any air come up for air that I always thought that I was unworthy. That's why last year I told you all my year of my year last year was of worthiness because I wanted to understand and feel worthy of God and be worthy of his be his daughter. And so all of last year was my walk through worthiness in doing things that brought forth kindness to myself really what this particular um aspect of unforgiveness and when you do need to work through your forgiveness is learning how to be kind to you be gracious to you not look at you giving time to yourself as a guilt trip or saying no to people and not feeling guilty putting yourself back in a space of authority looking at yourself as god sees you as a beauty and as a Um, strong figure um, and a resource that I'm going to also provide as it relates to this particular one as an aspect of unforgiveness is the book called Gifts of Imperfection and the book I thought it was just me. Um, The Gifts of Imperfection are by Brene Brown as well as I thought it was just me was a book that my therapist actually gave to me. I'm going to also link below the shame series. I'm going to also say in this particular one, talk to your therapist because there are some specific things that she can work or she or he can work with you on as it relates to the self blame part, because there is a inward person that wants to come out, but is absolutely 100% afraid to, and there's a fear aspect in that. And so, um, there's power inside of you, sis, like, Let me speak to you and say that you don't have to fear anything. Forgive and take that self-blame because what that self-blame does, it literally makes you feel that God is condemning you. And it makes you feel like he doesn't care about you because you feel like, quote, unquote, I'm always going to live in pain. All of these in general are the same. But this one in particular does hit at the, the personal beating up part. And there's some positive, also positive declarations are a big thing as it relates to this. So now lastly, and this is really where I'm just going to kind of hit at um, just wrapping this up and letting you see really what happens with the process, because it is a process to forgive. Um, And this is what it did for me. Was time healed my wounds? I think that, again, I go back to this all the time of this instant gratification society we live in now. We think everything is so instant that we take away the beauty and nature of God and the fact that God is a God of process. God could have easily made the day, easily made the earth in one day. He could have made all of us in one day. But there was a time period so much so that God made the earth in six days. He created Adam and Eve. And there were thousands beyond thousands beyond thousands beyond thousands of years that occurred before I sit before you on this microphone. And so the beauty and aspect of God is that he is infinite and he is eternal, but he also allows us to process. And so time healed my wounds Time healed a lot of things in my life that I didn't even know I needed time to heal from. And so 
I review, I basically viewed my part in this is that God wanted to show me every part of what, why I need, this is why I think that God allowed process to occur with forgiveness. Um, I do believe he is an instant forgiver. However, in my human nature, girl, I do think that he also allows me to process my forgiveness because the thing about it is, is that sometimes I need to see every part of every, every circumstance to that when it happens again, one, I can recognize the red flag, but also two, I can know the feeling of what that pain felt like. So that when I feel that I can come to him and I can have an awareness of what it is I need to ask him for. My anger that I had was real, but God's love was realer. He was so good to me. And I think that when we were, we go through trauma and we go through situations that within itself is a process to unpack. There's so many feelings and exchanges that occur when we go through trauma that we have to be okay with being gracious with ourselves and know God gives us grace to even forgive. That's why he said, forgive seven, seven times, seven times, like over and over is going to be the process. Um, but also to understanding too, there were a lot of misconceptions and there were a lot of miscommunications that I had growing up that there were a lot of holes in a lot of the stories that I filled them up with my perception of based on what I saw. But there were a lot of things that were happening that as a kid, I didn't understand that made sense to me more when I became an adult. Understanding hurt people hurt people made me understand that my mom and my dad only could give certain parts of them because they themselves were broken. They themselves had holes in their hearts that they had never, that God never had an opportunity to mend up because they hadn't fully come to him. And so there were parts of them that were broken that impacted the way they parented me. And so it didn't really come full circle and God didn't even bring that to my remembrance or that understanding until it was, I was in therapy and I processed through that. I had expectations of them and they disappointed me, but my expectations were based off what I thought I should have versus what I actually got. And who God is, is what I need, period. And so it was a process as I talked more through it and it looked much different as time went on, but the more I the more I talk through it, the more I really dive dive deep into what my expectations were, what I what I felt, what I was holding back, what what I felt like I thought I should do. Everything when I talked through all that more, it made it easier for me to look at the decision to forgive and say, I accept forgiveness and I receive forgiveness from not only myself and and the way that I have dealt with this but also the way that I have held on to unforgiveness and it freed me because it made me realize it wasn't on my part but more so that sin is prevalent in the world and that people are going to do things that are sinful even if it means hurting people but God overall is a forgiver and so forgiveness within itself means to do something pleasant to show gracious to show graciousness, to be kind, to be benevolent. And so I can show kindness because God has shown kindness to me. And so granting forgiveness to others allows us to be able to shift our mind in general. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he said, he said, Father, forgive them for they not, they know not what they do. That was the ultimate 
disappointment God probably felt for his own people to kill his son and his own people to forgive to his own people to kill him. And so what Jesus said was, God, forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. So forgive them. And God in himself could have put his wrath on all of us, but he put it all on his son so that we could have forgiveness and we could come to him and ask for repentance. And so overall, in general, says walk through your forgiveness with an open heart and open mind and understanding that God is not judging you for the way that you have dealt with the unforgiveness, but he's also open to you and walking through the forgiveness walk with you. So that is all I have for you this week. I will link every resource for you below and I love you all so much and I will talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.